Hi, Shannon Waller here, and welcome to the Team Success Podcast. Now, one of my major, major passions in life is obviously successful teamwork, especially entrepreneurial and unique ability teamwork. But one of the things I've recently realized is just how important people's mindset is to their ability to actually be involved in unique ability teamwork. Just to give you a quick definition of unique ability teamwork, unique ability teamwork is when you're working with other people and all of them, yourself included, are focused on doing what they do best and that they most love to do. So you're engaging not only people's capabilities and intellect, but also their passion, their hearts, what they love to do, what they have a ton of mental energy for, which is really exciting when you can work with other people at that level. Just because you've got bodies in a room doesn't necessarily mean they're a team, doesn't mean they're working together, doesn't mean they're aligned. So unique ability to teamwork is really an elevated level as far as I'm concerned. Now, I think it's something worth aspiring to. I know through evidence of my own experience and our clients at Strategic Coach that when people do focus in on doing what they're best at and they most love to do, they are much more productive. They are much more profitable. They don't cost the company money. They catch stuff which otherwise falls through the cracks. And you develop some phenomenal areas of expertise and your company expands as a result of your team's increased capabilities. So there's so many checks in the win column for me for focusing on unique ability teamwork. However, I've also recognized that there are some mindsets or ways of thinking about things that can prevent this from happening. So I had great fun the other day laying these out in terms of what is what I'm calling a more individualistic mindset versus a unique ability mindset. So I want to run you through these eight. And you can have fun kind of scoring yourself in your head if you'd like. I use the scoring one to ten. Totally up to you what you want to score yourself out of, but it's kind of fun to see where you are. And the lower end of the scale, that's going to be the more individualistic side, and the higher the number, whatever you give yourself, that's going to be the unique teamwork mindset. So just to describe the individualistic mindset a little bit more, we have a term at Strategic Coach called being a rugged individual. And the mindset with a rugged individual is that I can do it better myself. In fact, that's number one. The interesting thing about I can do it better myself is sometimes that's true. When it's what you are best at and you most love to do, I hope you are the best at it. But that does not apply to everything. It's actually very, very few things that you're best at. Or if you're not developing with people around you and they're just sort of standing around watching you do what you do, then they're not having a chance to get better. So I see sometimes rugged individuals in a team of very capable people but there's this big barrier between them because no one else is allowed to do anything because you can do it better yourself. This does not only apply to business owners. It also applies to team members. It also applies to team leaders. So all of us can fall into this trap, but it is a trap. It holds us back. It prevents us from really growing into that area of unique teamwork. There's so much about this. There's books written about this. I'm not going to get into all of those. But I really do think that if you pay attention to how much do you think to yourself, how often does this line go through your head, I can do it better myself, compared to the perspective of we can do it better together and we will do it better together. Having been a rugged individualist, I can totally understand both sides of the continuum here. And what I do love is that the more I've let go of that assumption that I should be good at everything, and the more I have focused in on what I love to do and am best at, the more fun I have, the more impact I have, the more profit I generate, the more productive I am. It's frankly pretty much pretty green over there. <laughs> you know, that is definitely the, the greener pasture. 
But I totally remember what it was like to feel like I can do it better myself. So I want you to kind of figure out where you are. And again, it might be most days. And I think some days I'm on a score of one. (laughs) I'm definitely on that more rugged individual side sometimes than others. But most days I'm pretty much on the unique teamwork side. So one, just to summarize, is I can do it better myself. Or if you give yourself a unique teamwork mindset, that's we can do it better together. Number two, under the individualistic mindset, is really looking at team members as a cost. And if you're an effective manager or someone who's running a business, what do we all try and do with costs? Well, you try and minimize them. You do not want your your costs expanding. You want to minimize them so you can maximize your profit. And when people are in the cost side of the column, we treat them a very particular way. That's they need to be minimized. You try and extract every ounce of value from them, which... I actually don't think it's a great way to treat people. Let me put it this way. I was a cashier once, and I punched a time clock. So what was really important there was my time and my effort. What was not important was how well I did it, and I totally felt like a cost. And they really work to manage the cost. If you work in a grocery chain with very, very slim margins, usually 1% to 2%, labor is a huge, huge expense. And people not making efficient use of their time or loitering around or having someone else punch the time clock for them, all of that was just very tightly monitored, let me put it that way. But it didn't really make me feel like I was an investment, which is the other perspective. So the second part of this in terms of unique teamwork mindset is that you look at team members as an investment. Now, what do you try and do in your own portfolio? What do you do when you make investments in your business? You want to grow your investments. Very, very different perspective, very different way of looking at things. Now, if you're like me or other people, you've made some good investments and you've made some bad investments. (laughs) but it was still an investment. It was still worth doing. Yes, there's some risk involved. And the great thing about team members is unlike a stock investment, you actually can monitor their progress. You pay them every two weeks. It's not like the money's all up front. You can put in place course corrections. You actually have a lot more control over an investment in a person than you do in something that you have no control over, like a stock. So bear that in mind. We're talking about things versus people here. And when we invest in people, some pretty amazing things happen. They grow. They learn. They expand their capabilities. They can make a bigger and better contribution. They refine their skills. They refine their talent. That's awesome. I want that. I want that on my team. I love investing in people. To me, it just pays off big time, both in terms of their growth personally, but then also for the company professionally. All right, moving down to point number three. One assumption is if people work hard enough, they can do anything. I can totally understand this. This is one of the Puritan work ethic. It's the brute force method of working. And raise your hand if you've been there. I certainly have been. There is some truth to that. However, is it the best use of someone's time and hard work? Hmm, I actually don't think so. The other perspective, the counter perspective, the unique teamwork one, is that working on weaknesses is unproductive. It makes more sense to focus on developing people's strengths. And I cannot tell you how much I have found this to be true. When I play to my strengths, I win. When I play to my team's strengths, they win and we win. If I focus a lot on weaknesses, I just get really frustrated. And I make maybe infinitesimal progress, but not enough to really justify the time or the effort or sometimes the money that goes into that. Now, I really subscribe to the Gallup organization's perspective on this. And if you have not read any of their publications, for instance, StrengthsFinder 2.0, Now Discover Your Strengths, my favorite is Strengths-Based Leadership. 
They just have a phenomenal philosophy around strengths. And this was really founded by Donald O. Clifton, who is regarded as the father of positive psychology. And what he really focused on was the fact that we often study people by looking at what's wrong with them, the pathology. What can we learn about focusing on people who are really successful? And so that's really where this whole mindset came from. One of the things that got talked about in Now Discover Your Strengths by Donald O. Clifton is that sometimes we have to do what's called damage control on those things that are completely our non-strengths. So everyone needs to know some math. You have to be able to know whether or not you're getting the right change back at the grocery store, basic things like that. But if your talent is talking in front of people, have someone trusted do the counting for you. Or if accounting is your forte and speaking in public is not, then vice versa. Do a deal with someone who can do that part for you. So it really makes sense to develop those things that you already have some innate capability and talent for and a passion for. And the return on investment you'll get for that is a multiple of what you'll do. So by all means, do damage control, get good enough at those things that otherwise would hold you back, that would sabotage your strengths. But after that, invest every second, every penny, every modicum of effort into those things that are your passion, are your strength, are your capabilities so that you can get even better. And if I think about what I want from the people around me in the world, I want their strengths. I want their talents. I don't really want their weaknesses, to be honest. <laughs> let's find somebody who's really good at what we're not, and let's do a deal with them. So I love that way of thinking about things. First of all, it gives me permission to not be great at everything, which I'm not. So I can be light and fun and playful about that as opposed to feeling badly and beating myself up. But it also means that I'm now open to looking at other people's strengths. I now have that perspective of we don't all have to be equally good at everything. I can start to recognize that I have some great talents. I also have some non-strengths, and that's true of other people. And how can we partner up together? So as you can see with team and teamwork success, this is a vital assumption to be coming from. If you come from the mindset that if people work hard enough, they can do anything, there's no room for weaknesses. That just means you haven't worked hard enough yet. Mm, then you got to go back to investment. Was it worth it? <laughs> There's lots of things. I worked so hard to be good at administration, and I got to merely okay. I was competent, but then as soon as I got away from it, uh, I got incompetent pretty quickly. So I can do it. I'm smart. I can apply my brain, but I had no passion and no extra skill, let me tell you. And the best I could ever get was adequate. Eh. I don't know about you, but I don't want to just be adequate. Blick. <laughs> That's not a way to live your life. So when you really do go to focus on people's strengths, and StrengthsFinder is a great resource for that. If you're talking about profiles, Colby is another one that measures strengths based on your talents, your mental energy. All of those things are just great tools to say, hey, go in this direction. Invest in that, and it will pay off for you. And it really, really does. All right, number four. Again, this goes back to what I was talking about with being a cashier before. On one side, the mindset here is that it's most important to measure time and effort versus what's most important to measure is, in fact, results. And I'm a huge fan of results because I get results a fairly different way than a lot of other people do. If you looked at my time and effort, you might be slightly terrified. <laughs> I work a little bit differently. If it's only time and effort, where's the quality measurement? At that point, you're only measuring quantity. And I am much, much, much more focused on quality than I am on quantity. Well, actually, I kind of like a lot of both. But one without the other, it's kind of limited. So if you want a lot of high-quality things, then really focus on results. And when you put the right person in the right job to do that, and you recognize that you're playing to people's strengths, that becomes really, really easy. But what you have to let go of in this individualistic mindset is that there is one right way to do things. 
because in fact that might be your right way, but it's not necessarily someone else's right way. So that's really key to focus on. What are you measuring here? What's important to you? Is it simply time and effort and you don't really care about the quality of the results? Or is the quality and results really important to you? So that's, again, just take a look at your own mindset there and your assumptions. One other point about that before we keep going is that a lot of these assumptions are ways of thinking we've inherited. We were taught them. We've learned them. We were told these messages. And you may be trying to get to that unique teamwork world that I'm talking about, but you may be feeling pulled or held back by something. I'm going to guarantee that's your assumptions. That's your mindset you're coming into this. And that's why I wanted to shed light on this today, because I think once you think about your own thinking, you can get some more freedom. You can get some more permission to look at things from a different perspective. Number five, on one end is that people are interchangeable, and the other is that people are unique and distinct, and this also plays into that strengths conversation. If I really look, people are incredibly unique and distinct. I know that for myself. I know that for my colleagues. I know that for my friends. I know that for my family. And we can kind of know that individually, but when we get to work, we kind of forget. (laughs) Sometimes it's very easy to think, oh, I can just plop this person in. That may have been true. That was very much true, actually, in the industrial era, where people were trained through our school system to be right-fit workers for factories. You did not want uniqueness (laughs) in that particular way. You wanted people to be able to work on the assembly line and not change it up every single time, not implement a new idea every 10 minutes. That would be disastrous for the efficiency of it. But we don't live in that world anymore at all. If anything, how we're going to be successful is by our new innovations, our new systems, our creativity, how we find ways of solving problems that haven't been solved before. And that cannot be based on people being cookie cutters of one another. It's based on uniqueness and capability. So I love the idea of kind of creating a network of unique talents and figuring out how you can work really well together. Think of a spider web, all these little hubs and how are you connected and each little connection point is a new talent. That's an exciting way to look as opposed to the old hierarchical model that said the brains were at the top and just the workers and the doers were at the bottom. That's not, to my mind, how the world works anymore. Now, the next one I hear about a lot. So this is number six. So one of the assumptions, if this holds people back from putting a team in place more than anything else, and I hear it a lot, And I hear it at every success level for the entrepreneurs that we work with at Strategic Coach. Some people have the formula that team equals complexity. I've actually heard it said that business would be great if I didn't have to work with people. (laughs) If you've ever thought that to yourself, raise your hand. And I understand people are complex. They're not always predictable. They don't always do the same thing. Yes, you have to figure out how to pay them. There's taxes involved. There's health care. There certainly are some complexities that go along with having a team, although there are some great ways to simplify them, like having people on contract or bringing them in or outsourcing. There's lots of creative ways to build your team. But another perspective and the opposite perspective is that team actually means increased leverage and simplicity. And let me explain how that works. And here's an example from my own experience. When I used to try and do everything on my team, it was really challenging. Now, I would work super long hours. If I think about the company with which I worked before, Strategic Coach, I had the highest number of billable hours in the company. Now, that sounds like something to brag about. Now, I just see it as an incredible sign of inefficiency. (laughs) It's like, oh, dear. (laughs) That poor client who had to pay for me because I did everything. Because I had this job and I had this set of things I had to do. And in some parts I was fabulous at and some parts I was terrible at, if truth be told. Thank goodness that was 25 plus years ago. So now I can admit that. But it was awful. Then I found Strategic Coach and they found me. 
And we've had this great partnership ever since. And I have been, over the last 25 years, more and more moving into my area of unique ability, what I love to do and, in fact, invest at. And what it's meant is that I've built a team around myself a couple of times, actually, several different teams based on what I was doing. And every single time I've brought someone into teamwork with me, I got leveraged. I got freed up from something I wasn't great at, I didn't have a lot of mental energy for, that drained my energy. And my life got more simple. If you've listened to other Team Success podcasts, you may have heard me talk about my phenomenal support partner, Nicole. And pretty much daily at the moment, I am just appreciating how much simpler my life is. I am so much calmer. I think I'm a much nicer person, actually, because I'm not stressed. I'm not forgetting things. Things get organized. They're in the calendar. Big events get organized with lots of people from all sorts of different countries. And Nicole does that with ease. She schedules to calm herself down. I get stressed out when I have to schedule. It's really quite fun to see our differences. My life is simpler and I'm more leveraged and it's actually easier. So yes, there might be some complexity, but I have to tell you, when you have the right teamwork in place, life gets so much better. And that's why I'm kind of always preaching about this because I've had the own experience myself. I see it daily with the people with whom I work. And it's phenomenal. It's so nice not to have a complicated life. And the only way we get that is by partnering up with people who are much better than things that we're not. So that's kind of my bottom line on all this. All right. Now just jumping into our last two. So number seven, and this is another fear, another mindset perspective, is that when people get a sense of their strengths or their unique ability, that they won't want to do their current jobs and they'll leave. Therefore, it's safer to maintain the status quo. I heard this last week and the week before and the week before that. (laughs) And I get it. If you've had one or two experiences where you talk to people about their strengths or their unique ability and then went, oh, I in fact don't want to do work for you anymore. I want to go and do this. And by the way, normally they totally change everything. They change industries. They go and become a naturopath or they go and start farming. They do something that you could not have predicted. Who knew? Then you're going to be a little bit sensitive. You're going to have a little bit of scar tissue from that. But don't let it stop you. Remember when I talked about investments before? When you make investments, you actually do a different kind of research than if you're just buying someone that you treat as a cost and you see them as interchangeable. You do a lot more due diligence on investments than we tend to on costs. So I want to challenge that assumption a little bit. And I want to encourage you to dip your toe back in the pond if you've gotten burnt a few times in terms of having people leave on you. Here's what I really find to be true, is that when you give people opportunity to focus on their unique ability, it in fact strengthens their contribution, because they're doing more of what they're best at, and they become incredibly loyal. Why? Because you've increased their freedom to do what they love to do and are best at. As a strategic coach, I get to appreciate it a lot, because I look around and we're always talking about unique ability. A whole team went through a reorganization lately to free a couple people up to focus on what they're best at. For instance, Jane's going to focus on writing, which I am ecstatic about because she's brilliant. That's meant there's been kind of a shift and shuffle on the team. But the team leader is really open to that because she's interested in people growing and interested in people doing what they're best at and most love to do. So they're all kind of excited about it which I love. I think that's amazing. But so few other organizations have that perspective. The people, when they first joined Strategic Coach, because we're very selective, like, wow, I've never worked for any place like this before. I didn't know it actually existed. Because we have that mindset of, hey, what's your unique ability? We tell them about their cells. We do their Colby. We do their Strengths Finder. We do their Disc Profile. We do their Wonderlick. So they know all about themselves. And we just want to say, hey, what direction do you want to grow in? 
And they're like, really? We're like, yeah. (laughs) How can we help you? Obviously, that needs to be in alignment with what our business goals are. But often, there's a fabulous synergy that comes as a result of that. So my estimation, actually, when you free people up, especially if they're not too far off base from what you're doing, then they actually contribute a ton more and they actually stay with you because very, very, very few places offer that opportunity. The last mindset I want to talk about is this one. So there's one assumption that our growth is dependent only on a few players, only on a few team members, versus the unique teamwork mindset is that our growth will be a result of the increased capabilities of our team. That's a fundamental distinction here. Basically, if it's only a few people that are going to drive the growth of the company, first of all, why would you want a team? (laughs) Because they just become ballast at that point. Versus if you really look at growing the capabilities of the team, then that actually becomes your future. I like this because working with Bab Smith and Dan Sullivan, they've always looked at me this way. We wouldn't have strategic coach team programs if they hadn't given me free reign and I had the freedom to create that and then to pursue that. And that is now a substantial part of our business, part of our revenue, part of our profit. And I'm really proud of that. But I had the freedom within our organization to actually grow that. I can list umpteen examples of products and services that have been created out of people's basically unique abilities and value creation. And also inside our company where people have just taken leadership with negotiation on contracts and got us incredibly great quality things at a very reasonable fee. It helped us work out our rental agreements. So we kind of maximized that. I'm just in awe of all of the talents that people bring to it. And we get better as a result and we grow both financially and other ways, because of those capabilities. And again, as I talk about it, I hope this sounds normal. I hope it doesn't sound weird. It should sound logical, the unique teamwork mindset. But it's very easy to fall back to those other mindsets, especially if you have a wrong fit person, especially if you have someone that turns out not to be in alignment with what you're up to in the world, especially if you've been treated that way or raised that way. So my purpose in talking about this today is to kind of just lay it out, to lay out the contrast between the individualistic mindset, which is kind of very cookie cutter, everyone's the same, everything's a brute force method, only a few people are responsible for our growth, versus the unique teamwork mindset is that we are better together, that what makes sense is to invest in everyone's unique skills and capabilities, because that is going to be the engine of our growth. It's not just one person, it's all of us together. And the more we can be freed up, actually, the more simple and leveraged life becomes. And that's certainly the kind of life that I want to lead. And I would say I'm lucky enough to lead. But also, I think that's available to everybody if you have the right perspective. So I hope I've laid this out clearly enough for you. I find it very exciting, as you can probably tell. And I love getting to the underneath part of what's our thinking pulling us towards? Which side? What do you need to sort of exercise from your thinking in order to be able to move more to that unique teamwork mindset? Because the more you do, the more freed up you'll become, the happier you'll become, the more value you'll create, and the bigger impact you'll have, which I think is something that all of us want. So to wrap up, if you have any questions or comments or would love to share your score, let me know what it's out of, then please let me know at questionsastrategiccoach.com. Thanks very much for listening. And as always, here's to your team success. Hi, Shannon here, and thank you very much for listening. If you like what you heard today, please take a moment to rate the Team Success Podcast on iTunes. And we'd love it if you'd share the podcast with anyone else who could benefit. 
If you're interested in learning more about the Strategic Coach program for entrepreneurs, visit us at strategiccoach.com or the Strategic Coach channel on YouTube. For free downloads and more team success strategies, visit teamsuccesshandbook.com. Oh, 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 oh,